Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Super Bowl 58 is set, and let's talk some football now as we head out to the WGK Law Guest Hotline. Pete Prisco has been covering the NFL since Leather Helmets, and he joins us now. And Pete, thanks as always for joining us. We appreciate your time. I'll start with this. We've been complaining about the Ravens' game plan Sunday. Only six runs to running backs. What did you think of their offensive game plan? Bad plan. It was a, it was a bad plan. I mean, you, you have a defense that played, what, nickel and dime 50 snaps, I think it was, or 48 yep. snaps, and you didn't run it. I, I mean, that's what you do. Uh, that's your, you know, that's the basis of that offense is to run the football. I was astounded uh, that Todd Monken didn't have a, a great day calling plays. Now, what we don't know is what was checked in and out of mm-hmm. uh, that, that, that we don't know, but it was uh, on the surface. It's a, it's a bad plan. Yeah. I mean, it just felt like, um, they somehow Todd Munkin lost the sort of the entire plot, and then Lamar, who probably you know not probably who could have bailed them out of some of that if he had just activated his leg sooner, right? And after three Mississippi gone into scramble mode, they still probably win the game, but that didn't happen. You know, he wasn't looking to leave the pocket and force that defense to play him as a runner. It was weird. It was just a weird game. It was a weird game for him, you know, and it was a weird game for the offense. And and now he's got to spend the offseason answering questions about why he can't win in the postseason again. I mean, those are going to come up. And, you know, whether it's fair or not, it's the same with Josh Allen. I mean, those guys, until you beat Mahomes, you're going to answer the be asked the question about whether you can win the big ones in the postseason. And, and, And look, it's like when teams used to lose to Jordan all the time. Mm-hmm. Charles Barkley Charles Barkley was one of the great players of this league. He couldn't beat him. John Stockton and Malone were great players. They couldn't beat him. Gary Payton, you know? I mean, it, when you play the great and you don't beat him, it's not the end-all be-all. But I, I get where the criticism is going to come in terms of Lamar Jackson, just like it came for Josh Allen the week before. Well, Pete, we can't really criticize the Ravens' defense too much in that football game. And Mike McDonald, he ended up getting a head coaching gig in Seattle. How big of a loss is that for the Ravens? Well, are they going to carry over and keep his defense? I mean, because that's that's the key to it. He's done a great job of installing it and and taking guys who were, hey, picked up two scrap heap guys and made them players in Clowney and and Van Noy and and so how do you how do they play it now that Zach Orr is the defensive coordinator? I mean, is 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 it the same style of defense? It's, it seems like they would keep it that way. And and so I think they'll be okay. I mean, they're the Ravens. It, it, look at all the history of their defensive coordinators. They replace them in-house, and they seem to have no problem yeah. playing good defense. So uh, I think this is, a, this is the right thing to do um, in terms of promoting from within. You hear nothing but great things about Zach Orr as a coach. Uh, so it makes some sense, and I don't think it's going to be a big deal. It, look, this league, we could talk all about schemes and everything else. It's about players. you got to get players, and, and, and they have talent on that defense. Talking to Pete Prisco, it's Inside Access here on the fan. Pete, you, you mentioned Van Noy and Clowney and picking up guys off the even. They combined for 18 and a half sacks. Would you run it back with one or both of those guys? You could. Are you concerned about, like, can you get all that juice out of them for a second consecutive year? I, on, you know, friendly deals, I would bring it back. 
I mean, they're they're good bodies to have around. You can never have enough guys that can go after the quarterback. I mean, they get the deals have to be friendly. And and Clowney was out there, you know, for as a free agent, and it wasn't exactly like they were lining up to go get him. And um, you know, he played better. Uh, I think a lot of that has to do with the way they played as a team. You know, look at Van Noy. Van Noy gets a lot of sacks from stunning inside and looping around. And I think the scheme helped him become a a, a good sack guy in terms of his numbers. But uh, yeah, I'd bring him back. You know, the Matabuki one's the interesting one. That That's the one. I mean, what do you do there? Tag him. You have to, right? You, you have, have to. to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you have to bring him back. Um, I, I think they will bring him back. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, here's the other thing. Pierce kind of seemed like he wore down a little bit, yes. didn't he? I mean, that, yes. that's, he looked like by the end of the season, he looked like he weighed 400 pounds. I mean, that that's that's the concern there in the middle is, you know, what do you do there? What do you think of uh, this matchup here, Pete? Um, and has Brock Purdy been exposed a little bit going back to that Ravens game? By the way, all the guys in the office are disappointed they didn't get to see you cry if Lamar won the Super Bowl. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. On draft I would have cried having to get on a plane. I can yeah. tell you that much. We were already <laughs> hearing about it, Pete. Uh, I mean, you, you I guys don't fly remember. anymore, Pete. No, Jason uh, on draft day he had we, he had this wonderful rant about how Lamar was going to save the city of Baltimore, and we we never let him forget it. But if he had one, it Super turned Bowl, out to be like many things with me, Pete, ahead of its time. <laughs> By the way, well, not yet. And not proficient. <laughs> what? Not yet. Yeah. He hasn't won one yet. That's true. Um, uh, this this is going to be an interesting Super Bowl because I think you look at the Forty ers they come in here. This ain't the same 49ers defense. No. I mean, they they just got pushed around the last two games, by the way. It wasn't just and, – and there were games that gave you a hint of it in the, during the regular season. The Cardinals ran for 188 yeah. against them about, you know, a month and a half ago. Uh, that should have been a hint that they have, you know, run defense issues. When they're playing from the lead, those pass rushers, you know, all those guys can tee off. But when they're playing from behind – it's not the same thing. You can get run on. And, and so that's a concern. And, and you know, the, the Chiefs didn't really run the ball that well last week. I thought they'd run it better. Um, you know, I had Pacheco over 80-something. What he ended up with, like, 70 yards or close to it anyways. But the week before, they pounded the Bills. I think when you look at it from that standpoint, I think they'll try and run the ball against the 49ers until they show they can stop it. I, I think that's what I would do and take the pressure off of Mahomes and then hit some shots down the field. Pete, we've seen a full season of Mahomes in the playoffs now, 14-3. and three. His numbers in the postseason are better than his numbers in the regular season. How is he able to consistently turn up his play against the best teams in football? Because he's great. He's Michael Jordan. That's who he is. I mean, he's, he's on his way to becoming the greatest quarterback this league has ever seen. Uh, he ain't there yet. I mean, you got to get some get some more titles. But I mean, at this stage of his career, he's far ahead of Brady in terms of what he's done. He has the MVPs and and, and he's been dominant. I mean, think about this: if D Ford doesn't line up offsides, they probably win that year. Mm-hmm. Remember, because they picked them off on that play. Yeah, they had a twenty-one-three lead against the Bengals and lost in overtime that year. Uh, I mean, that could be two more. You know, the Bucks beat the daylights out of them, but that was a COVID year. And then talking to a bunch of uh, a bunch of uh, Chiefs people, they had a hard time that year kind of getting refocused and getting back. You know, it's hard to repeat, but it was just weird that whole season. Think about if they had had circumstances and, and the things had worked out their way. They could be ripping, what, six straight, five, going for six straight, five straight. It's incredible. So I, I assume as we sit right now, you're picking the Chiefs? 
I picked the 49ers before the season. Like I've said all week, I'm getting off the cable car. I'm jumping right yeah. off. I'm not on that cable car anymore. I mean, come on. That defense is bad right no now. No rice-a-roni uh, for you, the San Francisco treat? I'm thinking of you. I'm, I'm picturing you. Uh, Tim has no idea what we're talking yeah. about. But I'm picturing no, you I, jumping it, off that rice-a-roni cable car. Yeah. I, I, by the way, rice-a-roni back in the day was pretty rice good. rice still good, bro. Still holds yeah. up. They st- yeah. st- I miss those commercials. Stovetop, rice-a-roni, and uh, shake and bake. And spam. Shake and bake. Shake and bake. There you go. Nobody huh? knows what that is. Shake and bake pork chops <laughs> with some rice aroni. Come uh, on now. Uh, we just skewed you know very And a little stovetop. Double starch. You know what's funny, though, about the, the rice aroni? That, like that box used to feed the whole family. Yes. Nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Nowadays, it's like, you kidding me? There's no chance in hell that's feeding the family of six like it did at my house. And I can't wait for it to be ready so we can watch Kojak, Pete. Uh, so we really skewed ourselves. Uh, Pete Prisco. Rockford Files? <laughs> yes, yes. Love, Ameri- love American style. Oh, oh good one. Yeah. Uh, Pete, lo- love having you Have on, man. Have fun out there. Enjoy Vegas. We'll miss you. Appreciate All you, buddy. Guys, take care. You got it. Thank you. <laughs> Coming up next here on the program hey the last head coaching uh gig has been filled dan quinn is the commander ron rivera 2.0 good yeah. luck cordell well, well, nice tease uh we will talk about that higher and uh then, then get to other things nfl related league at large next year on the fan inside access Inside access to the National Football League. NFL insider Jason Lockonfora, Ravens insider Ken Wyman. Joining us now, the former Hall of Fame coach Bill Cowher, Boomer Esiason, the head coach of the Los Angeles Rams, Sean McVay, and the host of BFD. That's Baltimore Football Daily, Tim. Barbalese, the league at large. Sponsored by New Look Home Design. Need a new roof? Call New Look Home Design. Save 50% on roofing materials plus 0% financing until 2024. Visit newlookhomedesign.com or call 800 279 5300. 1057 La Fan. Speaking of the Tucker stuff, everybody's having a blast with that stuff. Obviously, uh, it was fun. Um, knowing that we won the game, and then Tucker had to just kind of chew everything that he was doing and, and swallow that. Um, I loved every bit of that, Pat. I did. I, I I moved his stuff about as politely as I could. I saw. Okay, I, I, I could have thrown his helmet about 50, 50 yards into the stands if I really wanted to, you know, make a point. But um, I knew it was just friendly banter at that point. And he was just trying to be a d- about it, but. Yeah, I think that mentality of going in there, not messing around, and making sure we we take the fight to them because of how physical of a team they are and how and how hard they play uh, throughout the game. That is uh, Travis Kelsey on the Pat McAfee show yesterday talking Mr. about Swift. Yeah, talking about the incident uh, with uh, Justin Tucker on the field pregame, and he basically said, "If you want to out D me, it's, it's it's very difficult. I will out D you every time." And uh, I I care more about the offensive game plan yeah. than this, but a lot of people have been worked up about. No, that. I don't I don't care about it one way or the other. I, I will just say though they it, 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 in however much it mattered, and I would say it's a speck on a gnat's ass. But in however much it mattered, they won the battle of head games. Yeah, they won the I poke you, poke you, poke you, you poke me back, you get caught. Like they the the juvenile sort of part of this, you know, where you're in the back seat. Waiting to see which one gets the parent to turn around and yell, right? And who gets away with it and who gets caught. Like, the Chiefs have played at the mountaintop way more than this Ravens team is, has. The Chiefs clearly weren't impacted by going on the road. No. Nope. And they knew that 
there were things they could do to get under the Ravens' skin a little bit. I don't know that this was it so much as some of the things that happened when skirmishes flared up during the game. But it seemed to me, across the board, because I went back and was watching some of the defensive plays this morning, like, I really think these guys were chasing ghosts. Like, they had built... Everybody who came to them, right, they had chopped them down and chopped them down easily every time they felt like they were being threatened by the, another team that was maybe as good as them or perceived to be as good as them. And this time, I feel like the ghosts of Chiefs past were just in their head. And defensively, it wasn't good enough to beat them, which they did, but we got to beat them and we got to yeah. kind of beat them up and we got to kind of intimidate them, right? And on offense, it's like, well, yeah, there's a clear path here where we could just keep it simple, stupid, and maybe win this game 21 20. But why do that when we could throw it 40 times and get on Sports Center? Like, let's beat them doing what they did four years ago. Not even what the Chiefs did in this game, no. which is Andy Reid run the ball 32 times. They were. Man, they were chasing ghosts on both sides, and it got in their heads, and it jacked them up. It totally did. And Travis Kelsey, you could tell he was agitating the heck out of the defense the entire yes. time. And when he was catching everything in the first half, what do you have, eight catches in the first half? Nine. I mean, he was getting in the face of all the defenders, first down, all of this. But as far as the Kelsey-Tucker thing, it's such a nothing burger to me. Right? Who cares? Like, I don't care. And if I'm even being fair here, like... I don't necessarily even fault Kelsey or Mahomes mm. because he's kicking in the middle of their warm-ups. Yeah. I mean, if Harrison Bucker is doing that and Roquan Smith throws his helmet, are, are Ravens fans going to be up in the air? Oh, man, Roquan Smith. The, you know, like, it's such a nothing burger. Jason, let's get to the news of the day. Dan Quinn fills the last opening. He's now the head coach of the Commanders. Thoughts? It's, it's, not, it's, it's uninspiring to me. Like, look, the three guys who... Everybody I talked to about this going back to October at the Washington Post all thought would be best position to get jobs. Throughout most of this process were Ben Johnson, who decided not to take any, Mike McDonald, who got one, and Dan Quinn, who got the last one. Um, it's clear the commanders were not all in on Dan Quinn or they could have hired him at any point since his team had an epic meltdown and, and crapped their pants against the Packers going on a month ago. So it wasn't because they liked him the best. And um, frankly, I don't think they thought they'd be hiring a guy on the defensive side of the ball, no matter what, until we got to the scenario where McDonald was the best man standing, and then they really wanted McDonald, but they couldn't let make that happen either. It's not the end of the world, but like they hired a retread defensive coach who's married to principles that are a little bit out of date. Um you know, who isn't really going to set the world on fire? It's Ron Rivera 2.0. The difference being, Ron Rivera, there are no checks and balances. They gave him the whole building. Yeah, They let him pick the GM. They let him just have final say on everything. Dan Quinn's not going to have any of that. Adam Peters is. But there's no way Adam Peters took this job. And if you would have given him five guesses as to who his first head coach would have been, it wasn't Dan Quinn wasn't going to be in that five. Or if he was the five, he was the fifth. Uh, doesn't mean it can't work. Like, he's a nice man. He's a good guy. He's a good leader. He's very rah-rah. He's like Pete Carroll, his mentor. Every day is a great day to play football. But he's also married to some coverage principles that ain't great. And he's also married to defending the run in a way that ain't great. And in that division, you, you, you just saw it. He's there with Dallas. He's trying to win with a light front. Like, it's not, it's not gonna work. Like, I don't know, man. I, I want to get to one more thing, Jason. This this was kind of surprising yesterday. Is Boston College head coach Jeff Halfie 
left Boston College to become the Green Bay Packers defensive coordinator. He's got a lot of NFL experience. He's coached in the league for a while, and, and he was well, well thought of secondary coach. Um, but he had a head coaching gig in college and given it up. At Boston College. Yeah. In this landscape, which Boston College competing for? A ball. How much has the how much has the landscape changed at Boston College from when he took that job six eight years ago to now? No, he lost a flower. It's a whole new it's a whole new world. I was talking to Baldy about this on the In the Huddle podcast, an Ooh. Odyssey podcast that you could download anywhere, and occasionally hear ads for on this show where I call people the Honky Tonk Man. I miss that. Me too. Aww. I never thought I would, but I like and Baldy, that. you know, we were talking about it, and it's I, I think it's not the NIL as much as the portal now, and like if. Look at Alabama. Mm-hmm. Those kids were leaving 30 seconds after yep. Saban hung it up. And the great Alabama Crimson Tide couldn't get their first choice as head coach. So if that's what they're up against, what are you ever going to win at BC? I think you're going to see more guys coming back. And the difference now, too, is you used to get a couple months off in college. But you know what you got to do now? You got to babysit your current players yeah. to make sure you got to re recruit them to yep. make sure they still want to stay. Re recruit. Yep. It's become as much of a year round job as the NFL. I think you're going to see more guys jump back. Going from college head coaches to back to pro coordinators. Coming up next, get some of our best bets, Super Bowl bets, college basketball bets with our buddy Tim Murray from Visa next here on The Fan. Inside Access. Super Bowl 58 coming up a week from Sunday. You'll be able to hear it right here on 1057 The Fan, Russell Wants coverage. And. You know, we're still disappointed about Sunday, but let's try to make some money and get a smile on our faces. Let's head out to the WGK Law Guest Hotline. Our buddy Tim Murray from VSIN joins us. And Tim, thanks as always for joining us. So, how are you going to make us some money on the Super Bowl? Well, um, I know a lot of people like the uh, the exotic, fun props. Um, Sucker bets? Yeah, a little word to the wise. And I think we're getting smarter. Um, a lot of these bets that you see surface around social media, you probably can't make them in your state. Uh, a lot of these, like the will Travis Kelsey propose after the game bet, right? Yeah. That there was a shop in Canada that put that up, or some of these places will be offshore. And I, look, I know I'm not naive. Some mm-hmm. people out there still utilize their offshore accounts. That's fine. But a lot of these, you know, I'm going to, I know, guys. And I wish you guys were coming out here. Um, nah. uh, I know that I'll be asked all next week, hey, uh, so where can I bet uh, color of the Gatorade? Right. Not here. Yeah. Where can I bet uh, length of the anthem? Not here. Where can I bet Usher's first song? Not here. So, you know, um, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of... Uh, I just I always like to put that PSA out there. Um, by the way, it is funny, though. Um, you know, these, these bets... They're more for, uh, for to to be honest, like and and books will tell you, it's it's more for the publicity of it. Uh, so it was, uh, I believe, FanDuel Canada was the first to put up the proposal on the field, which was no minus two fifty. It got bet up to no minus thirty five hundred. Like, there's no way Travis Kelsey is promoting proposing on the field. So uh, put that out there. Um, if you're wondering about the uh, the national anthem. Uh, Reba, Reba, she's going to be singing it over under 90 and a half seconds uh, at some shops. So Hmm. just uh, put that out there. I did see there was one shop in town uh, that did put up a, will Travis Kelsey have more receptions than Taylor Swift has gold records or platinum albums, excuse me. Now that 
is something you can actually bet on because you don't know the outcome. Um, and for him to get 11 or more receptions, which is what he got against the Ravens, was plus 450. Exactly 10 was plus 320. And then uh, nine or less was minus 260. So uh, there you go. First of many, I'm sure, Kelsey versus uh, Taylor Swift type of props for this Super Bowl. Well, I- Look, this is a little bit of a weird Super Bowl um, in that we know this time of year, right, the Super Bowl is not just for hardcore bettors or hardcore football fans, but the markets expand, and then you've got this Taylor Swift phenomenon on top of it. And then you've got Kelsey last week put on a show for the Swifties and, you know, catching all 11 targets for 116. Is that what it was, JLC? Yes. It was just for the Swifties. Well, I bet you they enjoyed it more than most. (laughs) Certainly, they enjoyed it more than everybody in Section 538, (laughs) you know, who spent $3,000 on four seats. They enjoyed it more than them. Uh, Tim, I can tell you that with authority. They enjoyed it more than me because I had the damn Ravens. Yeah. Well, shame on you. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, But here's the thing that's blown my mind. So you're thinking, okay, like there's going to be no value in Kelsey to do what he does, which is catch a touchdown pass in the playoffs, right? Because he's done it 18 times in 17 games with Mahomes. Yeah. Yet you can still – I mean, it opened. I I got it at plus 125. And as of late last night, you could still get it in a lot of shops at plus 100. Are you surprised? Like, I'm surprised this hasn't already been, like, minus 150 or something, and I guess it eventually will get bet into oblivion, right? Like, by kickoff, that's minus 200? Yeah, it will. It'll definitely get bet. I I just pulled up DraftKings just for uh, comparison. I could pull up another shop. But I I bet you you'll you'll be able to find it, uh, even money. And I think the reason is, JLC, is, you know, look, these books, it's tricky for them because – they have to not overreact to a fair market price. Now, I would really recommend um, betting into what's called a two-way market uh, for this, meaning a place that's going to have yes-no odds. So they have to correct itself. So the the problem is there are books out there that do not offer a a no price on any time touchdown, and then they could really kind of rig the market, mm-hmm. and you're not getting proper uh, value on that. But if you're betting into a yes no market, uh, that's where that's where the true uh, you know value lies. But to your question, Travis Kelsey is going to be an enormous liability next Sunday from every which way. From anytime touchdown to first touchdown mm-hmm. to MVP, every two touchdowns, way, three two touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, if Travis Travis Kelsey has himself a game, and now you'll talk to a lot of different odds makers out there, and what they want is a very boring Super Bowl, but not a like the rip your eyeballs out of your head boring because that's where the no touchdown props come back and you know because people are start taking swings on those so they right. want to like thread the needle of like 13 to 7 both teams score a touchdown it's boring everybody goes under their totals and then they'll clean up but no i have no doubt uh Travis Kelsey any of his props will be huge liability not only because of Taylor Swift but the fact that he has gone over his yeah. receiving yards every single game this postseason, he's gone over his receiving uh, receptions prop 
every single game this postseason. He scored a touchdown in every single game this postseason. He scored a touchdown in every postseason game since the loss to San Francisco in the Super Bowl. Seven yeah. straight playoff games. It, it, it's it's remarkable. So, yeah, people are going to be peppering all of the different ways to bet it. And, you know, I'll say this, too. What's going to be interesting is, um, like, last year, I liked the Chiefs. This year, uh, TBD. I uh, might be on the 49ers, but I haven't decided yet. Mm-hmm. Um Last year, I was like, well, why don't we, if you like the Chiefs, just bet Patrick Mahomes to win MVP. My question to you guys, and this is uh, it's always good guest uh, content here, yeah. asking the hosts of the show that you're on a question. But my question to you is, if last week was the Super Bowl, who wins MVP? Mahomes or Kelsey? Kelsey. You think so? I, that's tough. I almost bet. I almost bet Kelsey to win MVP the other night, and then I talked the myself tricky, out of it. Yeah, but I see where you're going. The tricky part is Mahomes is throwing it. him the ball. Yeah. Now we saw Cooper Cup win it over Matthew Stafford, but Stafford had a couple interceptions yeah. in that game. Mahomes doesn't throw picks. No. So that's kind of the issue, and you expect him to run the ball. And when Damian Williams didn't win MVP, what was that four years ago against the Niners? Mm-hmm. You, you kind of have a, uh, you know. Reminder of yeah, quarterback Mahomes is pretty much going to win yeah. the MVP no matter no matter what. And spoke it for someone who had an Aaron Donald ticket in their pocket two years ago when I thought he was absolutely the MVP yeah. and that didn't come home. But uh, that's the way it works. But uh, yeah. Oh, and uh, I know not many people are going to be uh, coming out here to uh, to Vegas. Not anymore, now. Tim. Not mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah, but my another PSA is uh, Vegas, we're a little behind the times, the state of Nevada. Uh, you have to go to the book in order to sign up for an app. So uh, anyone who's coming out who uh, maybe booked a ticket uh, before the AFC. Oh, it's, you have to physical go in? Like, Got to go in. What if yeah. you're like hypothetically FanDuel? Where do you go for that? There is no FanDuel here. Oh, wow. So well, you there's don't. no FanDuel. There's no DraftKings. Nope. None of those. Wow. Yeah, the the old guard is has got the swords huh. up. They're not letting them in yet. They're holding them off. Well, Tim, Super Bowl still a little over a week away. Which got any plays for tonight? Yeah, Tim. Uh, look, college basketball is uh, the fruits of college basketball are are, are lovely. Uh, last night, I had Georgia catching six and a half. They were up fourteen at halftime, up twelve with ten minutes to go. And didn't cover, so uh, it's it's fun. It's it's really a blast. Um, but I uh, I got to stick to my guns. I got to stick to my situational spots, my stinky lines. And uh, we're gonna go out to uh, the land of the corn tonight. We're gonna go Big Ten on the road. Uh, give me the Cornhuskers, Nebraska at home against Wisconsin, who is uh, currently, as many of you and your listeners know. Uh, this is the number one team in the Big Ten, sixth in the country, and yet it's a pick 'em or plus one, depending on where you look, for Nebraska. Uh, I love Nebraska at home, much better home team than they are on the road. So uh, we're going to take the corn, we're going to hold our nose, and uh, hope that this truly is a, a little look ahead spot because Wisconsin hosts Purdue on Sunday. So maybe a little sleepy spot. Uh, like we saw with North Carolina, right? North Carolina maybe peeking ahead to the Dukies. They lost to Georgia Tech earlier this week. We're hoping uh, the Badgers do the same. So give me the corn on the road uh, to take down the Badgers. Tim Murray, let the people know what's going on at Visa. Yeah, every night, catch me, 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, sadly, uh, you guys won't be out here. Uh, but if you are coming out to the Super Bowl, come on out to Circa, say hello, and uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll have a good old time.
We're trying to send the bone out yeah. there anyway. We yeah. kind of feel like the bone should be out there. But come on out. You got to talk to Chuck Bucks. He's yeah. not. He won't. Yeah. He's not. I mean, I'm just saying. The Murray residence. The Murray Castle. Oh, have, there you uh, go, bone. Have a yeah. spare bedroom. Just wow. Oh, it's very idea. nice, very yeah. nice of you to offer that. Tim, Tim Murray, you are the best. Thank you so much as always. <laughs> Thank boys. you, sir. Talk to you next week, Super yes, Bowl sir. week. Yes, sir. All right, coming up next, T-Bone time. TMI with TAM. What you got? It's been a little bit since we've broken out the old AI machine. Oh, boy. Uh, Todd Munkin, he's been under fire <laughs> this week. And look, we aren't going to hear from Todd Munkin in a press conference setting until, what, OTA? Who knows when? Yeah. Well, AI Todd Munkin is going to defend himself. Next on Inside Access. Inside Access on the fan. Hot takes from the guy behind the glass. I'm in a glass case of emotion. TMI with TIM. TMI. TMI, my friends. Inside Access. 1057 The Fan. T-Bone time. TMI with TIM. And the floor is yours. Broke out the old AI machine. This all stems from a TMI probably over a year ago at this point. How An award-winning AI, TMI. AI is going to ruin the world. And we you found, were right. found this program. And Todd Munkin, he has been under a lot of fire this week. <laughs> so he is going to respond to some of the fans and haters. I can't stress this enough. This is not actually Todd evil. Munkin. It's completely fake. This it's is AI evil. angry. This is Munkin. all fake. Yeah. It's not real. But AI Munkin, <laughs> he brought up Giro. <laughs> First off, you fools run Giro out of town because all he wants to do is run the ball. Now I don't run enough. Make up your f- mind. Wow. You want to see what I got in my vault? I'll let you chowder heads in. But you ain't walking out. Oh man! Wow! Jeez. Angry wow. AI monkey throwing down the gauntlet. <laughs> yeah. Todd with some threats. Clearly, we hit a nerve you bringing up Giro you to can... him. I mean, we dared ask about the vault, and yeah. that's the response we got from fake, totally non-existent. Todd Munkin he, voice sounded like he went uh, full Eagles. You can check it anytime you like, but you can never yes, leave. He called us chowderheads, yeah, wow. which is we, which is fitting. Yeah. We, we talked a lot down the stretch of the Ravens rotation at tackle. Mm-hmm. Ronnie Stanley, of course, that was, was a, a part that was a highway that. to hell's with that yeah, was. Yeah. And Todd Munkin was critical. The evil fake Todd Munkin <laughs> yes. was critical yes. of Ronnie Stanley. <laughs> It's not my fault. My left tackle is just as good at blocking pass rushers as Roger Dorn is at getting in front of ground balls in Major League. I had to pull Stanley off to the side and said, hey, no more of this Ole <laughs> bullshit. Wow. Jeez. Wow. He is angry. Monk. Monk what was really? the name of the skipper in Major League? Uh, I can't think now. I can picture Lou Brown. Lou Brown. Lou Brown, yeah. Hey. Lamar Angry Monk's kind of got a point. Well, you may run like Hayes. I'll tell you what. I, if Angry Monk called plays instead of real Monk, they might have won the football I, game. I'll, AI Monk's two for two. I, I'll say this. Todd Munkin did not fumble that ball over the goal line. Like he did Saint not. Flowers he did. fumbled his play sheet. And evil, fake, totally fake Todd <laughs> Munkin was critical of the rookie receiver. Quit blaming me. If my tiny wide receiver didn't flex on a guy and drop the ball at the goal line, we end up winning. <laughs> wow. Yes, he's three for three. Crazy. I'll say this. Like, his delivery might be a little off, but angry, fake, totally uh, not real Munkin. He makes some valid points. He does. My tiny wide receiver. <laughs> the real Munkin might want to take some cues from AI Munkin whenever he meets the media next. He could use this as his prep. Yes. Oh. 
And he can, it lives in perpetuity on the Odyssey app, doesn't it, Chuck Bucks? Absolutely. Yes. Un- unfortunately, we did not or do this. until we get sued. Then yes. we have to take un- it down. Unfortunately, yes. we did not do this before Stone left. But we wanted to send Stone to Florida to visit Play Action Soul Food we did. and more. But Lamar's Restaurant. Uh, Lamar's Restaurant. Apparently, uh, evil, fake Todd Munkin. That was catered at the castle. Listen, jackass, we had our exit meetings catered by Play Action, Soul Food, and more. What did you eat today? <laughs> wow. We ate Fisher's popcorn. Oh, yeah. With peanuts. peanuts. I ate a leftover meatball sub for lunch that nobody wanted to eat for dinner last night. And I'll just say this. The roll on a meatball sub the next day, is it's no bueno. No, because it gets salt soaked, right? Ve- it yeah. was very it was soapy. Cute. So yeah. Angry Monk had a better lunch than me. Yeah. Hey. Oxtail. So... Curb's coming back this weekend. Curb, your enthusiasm, and, yes. And now at least Todd Munkin, fake Todd Munkin, can be Funkhauser focused yeah. on Curb. Listen here, you jackholes. Larry David is much more important than the Super Bowl. Curb is coming back on Sunday, and I didn't want any distractions. Wow. That was fake again. That yeah, was fake, not totally real. not real. It's that not was real. words plugged into a program <laughs> to make it sound like Todd Munkin. What about the one real. where I'll cut you with the, my play sheet? I like that uh, one. All right, play that one. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> Thanks, right. I, I think it's the aircraft carrier one. No. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. Or maybe we don't have yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, it's, let's see. Street, that's what I do. Nope. Oh. This one had a curse word in it, though. Did we bleep it out? That's, uh, I think this shit. It's easy, like running your gums about sports four hours a day. You ever tried landing an aircraft carrier on a busy city street? That's what I do, son. Don't make me cut you with my play sheet. Wow. Wow. <laughs> he saved the most venom for last. Those things are laminated. I mean, those things, you, you could definitely bleed out from a place. Did he say he lands an aircraft carrier? Play it again. That's how tough it is. Fake you ever mom. tried landing an aircraft carrier on a busy city street? That's what I do, son. I, I thought the aircraft carrier's a boat, though, isn't it? <laughs> Nobody knows, but it's provocative. It's well, like, it's like something Wink going. Martindale would have said. Um, when I was, when I was writing it, I'm like, what is a non sequitur that Wink Martindale would say? There are those like, we, flying aircraft carriers in the Marvel What did he movies. say? It's like throwing a strawberry through an aircraft carrier <laughs> yes, or something? Yes, yeah, yeah. he did. Yeah. He Nobody said he'd throw knows. a strawberry through an aircraft carrier. <laughs> aircraft carrier. Hey, coming up next, I <laughs> think we've had enough nonsense. Well, Lucy Burge, Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, joins us next here on The Fan. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 